as for the next point, point number 125, Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he said, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِأَنَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِمَا فِي حُجْرَةِ عَائِشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قَدْ دُفِنَا هُنَالِكَ مَعَهُمْ فَإِذَا أَتَيْتَ الْقَبْرِ فَتَسْلِيمُ عَلَيْهِمَا بَعْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَاجِبٌ He said, and to have iman that Abu Bakr and Umar, rahmatullahi alayhima, may Allah have mercy upon both of them, are within the apartment of Aisha, radiallahu anha. Along with Allah's Messenger, they were buried there along with him. So if you come to the grave, then it is binding to give the salutation to them after Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafizullah, he said in explanation, he's saying, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِأَنَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَةٍ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِمَا فِي حُجْرَةِ عَائِشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And to have Iman and to believe that Abu Bakr and Umar, may Allah have mercy upon the two of them, are within the apartment of Aisha, radiallahu anha, along with the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shaykh Fawzan said, when the Prophet ﷺ passed away, the people disagreed about where they should bury him. Should they bury him along with his companions in Al-Baqi'ah, in the graveyard in Al-Baqi'ah? Or what should they do? So a hadith from him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was mentioned to them that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yudfanu haythu yamut that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should be buried wherever he died in the footnote they refer to this hadith and reference it and say it's reported by Tirmidhi in his sunan and al-baghawi in sharh al-sunnah from Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu an who said he mentioned on this occasion, on the occasion of the burial of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi he said, "I heard from Allah's Messenger sallallahu alaihi something which I have not forgotten. That he said, 'Ma qabad Allahu nabiyan illa fil maldi illadi yuhibu an yudfan fi.' Said I heard from Allah's Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam something which I have not forgotten. That he said." Allah never took the soul of a prophet except in the place in which he would love to be buried in. Sheikh Rosan said, so then the problem, the problem was resolved. So they buried him beneath the bed 
upon which he had died alayhi salatu wassalam in the apartment of Aisha the mother of the believers because he had been nursed during his illness in the house of Aisha then Sheikh Fawzan moves on and says the second aspect here is that if his grave had been made apparent and he had been buried in Al-Baqi if his grave had been made open he had been buried in the graveyard of Al-Baqi so he said if his grave had been made apparent and he had been buried in Al-Baqi then as a result of that Ghulu excessiveness would have come about and people crowding around his grave so in order to preserve and protect him he was buried within his house and therefore Aisha radiallahu anha said when she mentioned the hadith of the prohibition of ghulu excessiveness with regard to graves and that the Jews and the Christians went to excesses regarding the graves of their prophets such that they took them as idols she said so Aisha radiallahu anha said and if it were not for that she mentioned what the Jews and Christians did with the graves of their prophets taking them as objects of worship idols she said and if it were not for that his grave would have been made in an open place however it was feared that it would be taken as a place of prayer in the footnote they mention this is reported by al-Bukhari in his Sahih and it should be hadith number 1390 1390 and reported by Muslim in his Sahih hadith number 529 Shaykh Fawzan continued and said so the wisdom behind his being buried in his house alayhi salatu wassalam becomes clear and his house was outside the mosque because the apartments of the Prophet were at the side of the mosque on the eastern side and to the southern side so he sallallahu alayhi wasallam remained within his house buried outside the mosque up until al-walid ibn abdul malik wanted to extend the mosque so he entered the apartment as it was within it. In other words, he extended, he built the mosque, he extended the walls of the mosque till they went outside the apartment of the Prophet So he said, so he extended the apartment, or he entered the apartment within it as it was. He did not change anything from it. Rather, it was just entered <coughs> for the reason of extending the prophetic mosque otherwise he alayhi salatu wassalam is within his house and he continues to be within his house 
and not within the mosque. Then, when Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu died, he was buried along with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam behind his back, behind the back of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, out of respect for him and as a distinction for him radiallahu anhu. And because he had been his companion who was constantly with him in his lifetime. So therefore, he, radiallahu anhu, was buried along with him. Then, when Umar, radiallahu anhu, died, Aisha had wanted to be buried in her apartment, along with her husband, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and along with her father. However, Umar requested her permission because of his love for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and because of his love for Abu Bakr he requested her permission that he should be buried along with them so she gave permission for him radiallahu anha and she gave preference to him over her, her own self so he radiallahu anhu was buried behind Abu Bakr in the apartment so these are the three graves. The grave of the Prophet wasallam next to the Qibla. Then the grave of Abu Bakr. <coughs> then the grave of Umar. Radiallahu anhumah. In the apartment of Aisha. Radiallahu anha. And Aisha. Radiallahu anha. When she died. She was buried in Al-Baqi. In the graveyard Al-Baqi. Along with the companions. And just as a small side point here, then Shaykh al-Suhaymi, he made the point here with regard to the request of Umar radiallahu an, to, to Aisha that he be buried along with the Prophet وسلم, and Abu Bakr. That Shaykh al-Suhaymi mentioned the point that he actually he asked someone to request this after he had passed away. He felt that if he asked her while she was alive, if, while he was still alive, Aisha radiallahu anha might feel compelled to comply with what he requested. Because he was a khalifa and she might feel compelled against her will. So he asked someone that when, it, when I pass away, convey this request to her that I should be buried along with the Prophet sallallahu and along with the Abu Bakr radiallahu anha. I mean if she wishes she can turn it down and not feel shy to turn the request down. But radiallahu anha, she didn't turn it down. She granted that request. Back to what Shaykh Fawzan said, <coughs> he said, so it is obligatory to have Iman in that because awareness of that and awareness of the grave of the Prophet وسلم, and the grave the graves of his two companions contains a point of benefit for the Muslim so that he can give them the salutation he can give them the greeting of Salaam and he can visit them and give salam to the Prophet وسلم, and to his two companions. In order to attain through that reward and good deeds. The reward of visiting and of giving the salam, giving the salutation. And he said, he's saying, 
فإذا أتيت القبر فتسليم عليهما بعد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم واجبون So when you come to the grave then giving the salam to these two after Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم is obligatory Shaykh Fawzan said this is the fruit or the wisdom behind awareness of where Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم was buried and his two companions, Abu Bakr and Umar. The fruit resulting from that is that you can give the greeting of salam to them when you visit the prophetic mosque and you have prayed in it. So then you can give the greeting of salam to Allah's Messenger وسلم, and to his two companions to attain by that reward, the reward of visiting. And visiting the Prophet and his two companions for the purpose of giving the greeting of salam to them and for making supplication for the two of them and for seeking forgiveness for the two of them. This is the purpose. It is not done for the purpose of ghulu, excessiveness and for seeking blessings, barakah or for seeking the fulfillment of needs from the Messenger وسلم, as is thought by the people of false superstitions those who cause annoyance to Allah's Messenger وسلم, rather it is just to give the greeting of Salam only he said and also the greeting of Salam is done by the person who arrives from a journey whether he is from the people of Al-Madina or from outside Al-Madina. So the person who arrives from a journey, he can give the greeting of salam to them when he first enters the mosque after the journey. That he should not repeat the greeting of salam upon them, upon the two of them, every time he enters the prophetic mosque. Because the companions, radiallahu anhum, did not do that acting upon his saying sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la taj'alu qabri eida do not take my grave as an eid do not take my grave as a place of repeated visits Sheikh Razan said explaining meaning such that you go repeatedly to it because the eid is that which is taken as a custom and repeated so it should not be taken as a custom that whenever you enter the prophetic mosque you go and give the greeting of salam to the Prophet and to his two companions. This is a bid'ah, this is an innovation. And this is a means that can lead to shirk. And it is a case of taking his grave as an Eid, as a place of repeated visits. Rather this is just for the person who arrives from a journey. And he said, and Ibn Umar, radiallahu anhumah, when he came back from a journey, he would go and, fa- and face towards the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and say, As-salamu alayka ya Rasulullah wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Then he would move aside a little towards the east, towards his right, and say, As-salamu alayka ya Aba Bakr, as-siddiq, 
wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Then he would move a little to his right and say, As-salamu alayka, ya Umar ibn al-Khattab, ya Umar ibn al-Khattab, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Then he would depart. And this narration, they mentioned in the footnote, is reported by Abdul Razak in his Musannaf, and Ibn Abi Shayba in his Musannaf, and Al-Bayhaqi in, as- in his Sunnah Al-Kubra. And they, each of them brings their chain of narration, which go back to Nafi, the student of Ibn Umar, from Ibn Umar. He would do this when he came back from a journey. Shaykh Fawzan then finished by saying, and, and if he wishes to make du'a, supplication, then he should move away and face the qibla and make supplication to Allah and not face the grave. Rather, he should, he should face the qibla. That's where Sheikh Bawzan ends explanation of this point. And just finally, briefly, Sheikh Ahmad al-Najmi, rahimahullah, he said, I say, having iman in that is to have iman in that which is mutawatir. That which no one disagrees about, which is that Abu Bakr and Umar were buried along with Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, radiallahu anhumah, being buried in the same place, each, each in a separate grave meaning. He said, and it is a matter which no one disagrees about, and no one denies except an obstinate denier. And those two were the best ones of this nation after its Prophet And whoever says anything different to that or declares the two of them to have been disbelievers or whoever infringes upon their rights then he is an innovator, one who is astray. And it may be that his condition leads to disbelief and Allah's refuge is sought. And as for the people of the Sunnah, that they do not believe with regard to the two of them that they were infallible. Rather they believe that they were the most excellent, they were more excellent than the rest of the nation. And he said, he's saying, so when you come to the grave, then to give the greeting of salam to the two of them after Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa this is obligatory. Sheikh Ahmad said, yes, giving the salutation, the greeting of salam to the two of them is mashru, is legislated. But as for obligation, then this is nadr, fihi nadr, is something requiring looking at. And Allah is the one who grants success.